Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. Good to be here. Howdy, howdy, um, howdy. Still not in studio, obviously. Unfortunately. unfortunately. Speak for yourself. We're doing our best. Last episode, you found yourself separated in one of the layers of hell. After a battle with Cogram and Leonette and some... Getting lost on the behalf of Kodak and Gordy, you eventually reunited and found yourselves in line at the castle in the centre of this magma lake, where Leonette was taken aside by one of the other denizens in line and given a brief warning that he may not be particularly welcome in this realm at the moment you are still stuck in hell for the second time this time however you do not have the plane shift spell to help you out uh that is where we will pick up with the four of you at the very back of the line what are you doing waiting patiently (laughs) Frowning intensely and muttering at my surroundings. Kodak's mm-hmm. just honestly trying not to draw attention to himself. So he's just sitting there, kind of like hands in pockets, just trying to whistle. <laughs> and mind you, Kodak <laughs> can't whistle very well. So it's like yeah, it's real just... bad. <laughs> just yeah, sitting yeah. everywhere. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd be keeping like a pretty good eye out around us, but otherwise just sort of waiting, watching. Okay. Uh, do you want to roll me a perception check then, Gordy? Sure. Uh, uh, that would be a nine. So strong start to the night. Yeah, beautiful. Um, you look around and there's just there's a lot of people. There's a lot more people than you'd you've previously seen in these locations. Mm -hmm. Um, And you, I I guess you're probably, you're feeling like a little bit overwhelmed. Like there are devils all around you and people who clearly may not be devils themselves, but do work or otherwise have dealings with these people. And you're so distracted by all this goings on that you're unable to, really take in your surroundings any further than that. It's fair. But Cogram, who has up until now been quite silent, sort of sidles up to you and inserts himself between you and Leonette and goes, so um, what's, what's the go here? What, what are we doing? Um, I guess we're just going to wait and talk to the guy in here. I, I'm, I don't really know. Have we got a plan? Try to find a way out. Kodak just pulls his hands from his pockets, just shrugs. <laughs> just... Oh. Ask. We could go in there and ask the Lord or whoever is in there how 
to get out. I mean, I guess, but also, what if he just doesn't let us? Well, then we will be persuasive. I feel like I should point out here that, uh, yeah, this is, this is a bunch of devilkin, right? Don't they usually take bargains and dealings yeah. of that sort? And that I is... am not doing any more deals. We have a bit of a history about that. I guess I, just... I don't uh, know. What do they usually want? Let me roll an intelligence check to see if Cogram knows. Is there <laughs> anything in my demonology book about this place? I thought I should ask. Might come in handy. Um... She's got like a full map See, I'm of how not, to leave hell. I'm not sure because you specifically have a demon, like it's specifically a demonology book, right? Um, I'll double check what exactly the book is. Because um, if because I think I got like three books at that point. One was about arcane knowledge. One was about demonology. Yep. I can't remember what the third one was. Oh, that feels like forever ago that we got that. It was. Yeah. It was a long... It was... Katya was still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, poor sweet Katya. Sweet? She was a sweet old granny. She was sweet. She used to bake um cookies for, like, sweet. the children. Hobby that... was, like... Was Slaw- baking <laughs> for the children of the village. Slaughtering and maiming her enemies. Oh, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> You can have the best of both worlds. Um, Yeah, so while you're looking that up, Billy, Pilgrim just kind of continues with, uh, I mean, I don't really know specifically what they ask, but they usually ask for something. It's not really my forte. I'm just... Um, just I just found that info in my notes. Yes. Um, So I have two books that I bothered writing down. I think the other one was just a random book that we found. Um, so one was a book of demonology and the other one was arcane knowledge. You never okay. elaborated on what. <laughs> yeah, I also don't remember when I gave you that book, so there we go. Uh, um, Frost Temple. The oh, island okay. when we got saved by Orem. So it's like, what? So I will say that I used demonology as a catch-all for that. So you would have information very briefly about different types of devils and the difference between devils and demons and some information on the princes and lords of hell, but you wouldn't have any information as to like how to leave hell once you're there because it's specifically about... um, about the demons rather than like a hell thing. Yeah, it's it's about the it's it's like having a bird guide. Um, oh, yeah, it doesn't tell you about the like area the bird, you find the bird. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, it no, just that's tells fair. you where you find them. Yeah. Is there anything that looks like a bookstore around? <laughs> <laughs> it's Roll just perception. like one of those touristy um like <laughs> map stores. <laughs> the guide to the stars, but it's the nine hells. Yeah. <laughs> um, fifteen. Not bad. There, it's not a bookstore, but there is someone off to the side selling scrolls of some description. Sa- save my spot in line. <laughs> I'm just gonna wander over and see what he's selling. 
There's just a sign that says definitely not cursed scrolls. <laughs> it's in Abyssal, so Kodak can't read it anyway. <laughs> it would actually be in Infernal because devils. Ah. Do you, also, don't you have Eyes of the Runekeeper? Yes, yes, I do. I can read it. <laughs> you can read all writing anyway. I just can't speak it. Yes. So you are able to see um, it's almost like a visitor's guide. Like a, like a pop-up information center and the scrolls are in the vein of touristy brochures. Oh, fantastic. Things I would 100% read for 100 alley. Um, So I'm going to approach... Excuse me, are these for sale? <laughs> and you are, you can see it's three imps in a trench coat. Oh my god, I love store. them. And the uh, the middle one just picks one up and hands it at you and shakes it in your face. Thank you very much. And I just grab a handful of gold and drop <laughs> six of them down. Two for each <laughs> of them. Uh, two hands kind of come up from underneath the desk and drag them, and you can see just sort of like the bottom imp taking one and just ah, 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 trying to see if he can eat it. Adorable. Have a good day. And I walk back and be like, hey, look what I found. It's a map. Map of, yeah. of what? That's what we're going to find out, and I just sit there and read it. <laughs> okay, so it's... There's like kind of like some fun facts a little bit about like the area you're in. There's a simplistic map of the castle uh, and its internal layout. So it's like throne rooms here, uh, historic halls here, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and like a couple of fun facts about the lord of this area, Titavilus. And it's it's all written in Infernal. Um, and it looks like it may have been drawn in blood. <laughs> Can any uh, of you, you guys read ha- this? I thought you could read it. I can. I'm just asking for you guys in case there's anything oh, you want to read. I can't read it. I can How about you, Leo? I'm afraid okay. not. And Kodak just trying to fight back a smile. Just going to go to a random line about the castle and just pretend it says something about a goose. Just okay. so the, the prince is known for having his giant golden goose that lives here in the castle. That sounds like, like fun, that, doesn't it? Like, somehow would even work. <laughs> um, Lena, can you roll just a general intelligence check for me? Sure, I absolutely can. Let me just get out my modifier sheet because for some reason it's frozen. Oh, I can pull it up for you if you need. Data. Ah, there we go. With an intelligence of... Plus two. Plus two, thanking you. That's 18. You can't read Infernal specifically, but you recognize the script. It's Celestial that's been flipped upside down and written backwards. So you recognize the script, um, but you don't recognize the, the actual... It's like if it was written in two ciphers and you understood the first cipher, but not the second, basically. Gotcha. And after a while, as you look through this, um, some of the information that you find, Kodak, on the Lord of the Castle, there's a portrait of Titavilus. Uh, he looks like a 
sort of slim young man, bald, small horns on his forehead, uh, very big red horns. And there's just some information about how he has really good public speaking skills and his intelligence and his clever words, things like that. So you're saying it's just full of propaganda? A little bit, yeah. Okay. And after about 15, 20 minutes of waiting in line, the sol- not the soldiers, like the guards that you spoke to earlier, Leonette, they lift their, their pitchforks and allow you entry to the castle itself. And inside it's this massive hall and it looks like it's been hewn from black stone or uh, possibly obsidian. And there's just devil fire burning in these sconces spaced equally down the hallway. Okay. And some like little imps dressed in butler outfits just flying around and cleaning up and, and such. You see Kodak trying to scribble down images of what they look like. And they're like badly, <coughs> sorry, badly drawn like triangles with just horns in tuxedos. What? Why? Why yeah. in tuxedos? They're just they're butlers. dressed in little butler outfits. Okay. Just picturing with like the bellboy hat as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Adorable. Cogram is now looking around. Is like, look, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Joke not intended. So one of you guys, you know, you're the smart fellas in charge here. Are we though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we kind of just walked through that door without knowing where it went. Maybe one of us should do the talking, just so we're not confusing and speaking over each other. I vote not me. <sighs> Fine, I'll go. I feel back, like we should... ready to watch the fireworks. <laughs> stay together, maybe. No, stay absolutely stay together. But just one of us do the talking to this um ward man thing. Uh, hmm. Before we go any further, which one of you is currently in possession of the orb? Ah, Not me. I don't think. I think it's Leo. Yeah, I think normally Leo has them. Yeah. Because I can't be trusted with them. <laughs> I'll misplace yeah. them somewhere. Okay, so who has orb has been sorted. Um, <laughs> what, like, what, what, are you, what are you doing as you... I would be, I think, like trying not to panic. Like just vaguely terrified that we're meeting this prince of hell. So hmm. hiding behind someone and looking around and just generally being very much on edge okay yeah i'm gonna sort of i'm not necessarily going to be freaking out but i'm very much sort of i'm i'm on my guard realizing that there are about one hundred and fifty thousand different things that could go wrong here so are you are you wandering around are you making a oh, shit, line no. for... i'm staying in this line i'm i'm waiting for my i'm waiting in this line okay So you wait in line, and it's it's a very very slow moving line. Um, oh, no, okay, now I'm getting the sense you were hoping one of us would do something. Not You're necessarily, like afraid. 
it seems that some people are here for guided tours, um, hence the tour brochure guide, while others are looking to petition Lord Titavilus. Mm-hmm. He goes for a guided tour throughout hell. Do you see Kodak, like, trying to look for souvenirs? <laughs> I mean, like, for residents of hell, though, this would be like going on a guided tour of a palace, and tons of people do that. That's Yeah, true. pretty much. It's me, I am people. I would go on a guided tour of palace. Mm. <laughs> I did the Windsor Palace in England. We have amazingly beautiful. Ash, we have a palace here. It's called Bulamimba. You can also go on a tour of it, I think, but they only show you, like, the entry rooms. (laughs) This is the way in. This is the way out. Give us your money. Thank you for the tour. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. It seems that after a certain point, the line that you're in does split off into as the guided tours wait for a tour guide and the people who are there to you know raise concerns or issues continue to wait for their turn and uh it's at this point that you do see some people in front of you begin to split off to head towards the guided tour that is coming up you are able to either go with them or stay in line your choice. Ooh, now that's tricky. Mm. <laughs> if we go one... on a guided tour, maybe we can find a way out. Yeah, and I feel like that might be a better idea than speaking to Lord Tits and Advice or whatever his name was. We can always come back and petition him if needed. That's true. That we'll is be... true. But we'd lose our place in line. We'd have to wait all over again. We haven't been waiting all that long. Oh, I thought the DM said it was moving slowly. It is. It is moving slowly, but you have also not been waiting that long. All right, screw it. Let's go for a guided tour. You just see Kodak's face light up with excitement at the tour. I'll, I'll get. Sorry, I'll do that. I'll get. That, I'll get into character. I'll do the voice. Be properly. All right, sod it. Let's go on a guided tour. I've always wanted to see what's down here in hell. Let's okay. Go. And today. Huh, G'day, welcome to the Guided Hell Tours. I am your host, Satan. <laughs> it's more like, um, for those of you who don't speak Infernal, which is all of you, <laughs> so we're going on a guided tour where we don't know we can't hear, we can't understand a word of what's being said. I, I'm going tra- to do Kodak translations along the way. You also okay. don't speak it Infernal, though. Has exactly. Anyone seen, has anyone seen the movie La Vita e Bella? No. Life is beautiful. Okay, never mind then. That was um because that is very similar to a scene in the movie, but that's all good. Moving on. <laughs> oh god, I hope that Satan gag was worth it because my throat is gone. Jesus, I'm in so much pain right now. So, um. As you approach and kind of... Are, are you mingling with this tour group or are you following at a distance kind of on the edges? I'd be like right up with them. Yeah, but Kodak's like shuffling the along with them. language barrier would cause some issues. I'll try and blend in. Oh my God, yeah, that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leonette, you actually... Um... I stick out like a sore thumb. 
Yeah, a little bit. Roll a stealth for me, just laying out, just to see how well he blends in. Oh, Jesus Christ. Even with a nat 20. Hilarious. If it's, yeah, if it's a nat 20, that is going to be hilarious. It was, well, I, 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 18. Is that with the bonus? Yeah. Okay. Not too bad. You, you are visible, but you are able to sort of shuffle your robes and hide any uh, identifying marks as a cleric. So you're okay. no longer getting odd looks from the people around you. Okay, that's uh, you're still quite visible being one of one of the tallest people, but not the tallest. There are other people. There are other people still within your height range, um, but most of them have like variations of red skin and horns, essentially. Okay. So little devil bastards. I wouldn't say little, but yeah. Okay, so big ass devil bastards. Pretty much. Okay, dokie. And there are, you're not the only um, non-devils there. There are some humans, um, some of them which appear to have fiendish familiars, either like imps or quasits, which are like almost amphibious frog-like looking demons, or devils, sorry, like are with them. Um, and there are a couple like what look like maybe elves or half-elves. So you're not the only surface dwellers there. But it does seem like everyone else, at the very least, has a working connection to the people they're with. Yeah, okay. So, this is free time for you guys. What are you doing? Are you following along? Are you investigating what's around you? Can we can is it can we can we make out like at all anything that the tour guide's on about? Can we make out like even the gist of what he's going on about? Roll me a insight or religion check. All right, so I'll see which one of mine is better. They're both the same. Oh, so they're... No, they're not. My religion's... Oh, inside. Right. Yeah, sorry. I was, I was looking at history. My bad. Then I'm going to go with religion. And that is a... 23. Holy cow. Yeah. So you still can't understand, necessarily. Sure. But you are able to kind of pick the gist up based on your own religious knowledge. Okay. And what exactly um, is he going on about? Sort of the history of the place. Like, you get the feeling that this guide is talking about, you know, the castle, the um, its origins. And you can see that as you are branching off from the main hallway, like the... Um, Shit, what's the word? Not the foyer, the... Uh, never mind, like the main hall that you come into and like the preceding room. No, it's an actual specific architectural term. I don't remember. It's with an A. No, not the foyer. Atrium. Yes, that's it. That so as you great. leave the atrium and you go through this hallway and you turn off down the side to one of these side hallways, you see that there is now... Um, 
a lot of tapestries and they're all in like kind of reds and golds and blacks and browns and very keeping in with the aesthetic theme of the castle. But sure. you, Leonette, do recognize some of them as your religious uh, story. Well, I'll be damned. But from the other perspective, essentially. This is. That would be so interesting. This is my story. This is my religion story, but from the other side. What do they say? Ash, what do they say? Can I read like what the they story? Say? Yeah. Well, there's there's no word, there's no text on it. It's just oh, um, like actual like. So you know how like stained glass windows in churches tell like the Bible. Mm. Yeah. It's this, but tapestries and like paintings on the wall. Um, okay. But it's essentially you see that there's like these armies of hell and they're rushing to the surface because the surface is a nicer place. It, it's more beautiful. It's more open. It's more free. It's greener. There's fresh air, fresh water. It's not hell. So they're, you know, they're rushing to the surface and the people there are beating them back and beating them back. And that is, that is their perspective. And you can see that the very final one, as you come up to Leonard, you're quite familiar with this, is a figure that you recognize as Asmodeus, the, oh. um, the, like, the arch nemesis of your god, of the eternal flame facing off against um, Queen Adrea the First. For half a second, I thought you meant Asmodeus was literally, I was like, he was standing right in front of me. Like I'd summoned him no. by looking at the... No, 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 no. It's like, there's, there's two tapestries at the very end. It has them about to face off with their respective armies. And then the very next one is the two of them shaking hands. Sure. As um, it seems that they come to an agreement. I'm so, just, um, uh, I'm kind of just picturing the group being like the leader tells a joke and everyone starts laughing, and then we're all just kind of like, ah, 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 trying to blend in. Well, there is like there are other surface dwellers around you. It's mm. um, like you're not the only outsiders here. So that, there's a good chance that some of the other people around you may speak common, for example. Oh, so we could talk to them. You could, yes. Interesting. Um, so you said there was some elfish-looking one. Yeah, there's like there's uh, what looks to be a elven woman with dark hair. Very long dark hair, kind of shaved in a mohawk, um, tied in a plait, and she seems to have like three hellhound puppies on leashes with her. Um, there's a very pale, gaunt-looking human man, uh, no no hair on his head, just completely bald, but he's there's like a line of infernal script tattoos going all the way down his back uh, all the way down the back of his head and neck and what looks to be down his spine as well is it just like random 
words or is it a phrase or incantation or is it just it's it's not gibberish it seems to be a phrase or a um a brand almost and when i say brand i mean like the way you brand a horse or a cow not like oh okay (laughs) by now you know yeah 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 Um, it seems to be like that I'll approach the um, elven woman, like, keeping a little bit of distance um, and speak to her. Oh, my goodness. I love your puppies. Oh, hello, darling. Thank you. They're gorgeous, aren't they? They are. They're so cute. Can can I pet one? Careful. They bite. Oh, Yes, we're trying to socialize them right now before we uh, we pass them on. Well, well, they are just the sweetest. Pass them on. Where are they going? Oh well, we sell them to you know other warlocks or you know, people who want an exotic exotic pet. They're very very popular in other cities, both on the surface and down here. Yeah. So you go back and forth between here and the surface? On occasion. Um, not often, though. How do you get up to the surface from here? What's the quickest way? Roll a persuasion check for me. Gosh. Oh, that will be a one. Well, the same way I get down, of course. By accident? Well, if I may, if, of course not. If I um, may say, you, you don't quite look like you belong here. You seem a little bit out of place. Well, yes. She's, she's just she's very a, short. We got a little lost on our ways, on our travels, and I'm not very good with directions. With, well, I suppose, in fairness, it is very easy to get lost down here but that is why you often come with a guide is your patron not with you no not not at, not at the moment um we we sort of didn't mean to come down here we we came through a door and then it disappeared but we'd quite like to get home we just aren't sure how well if one of you are a caster, there's always plane shift or teleport. Um, otherwise, I believe the lords can on occasion allow passage to and from their domain. Where are you trying to get to? We're trying to get to Coldtown. Sorry, I have no idea where that is. Like, which continent, I mean, darling? Oh, Athva. Ah. I'm afraid I'm... I'm not familiar with that land, so I probably won't be the best person to help you there. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Thank you so much. How much are the puppies? (laughs) (laughs) You see Kodak in the background with the... (laughs) Counting out a stack of gold. (laughs) 20,000 gold. Heavens, love. Ah, I, are, I, 
purebred hellhounds. Oh, no, I'm not doubting that it is worth it. I'm just saying, my God, that's a lot of expenses. They, they are phenomenal animals. This is true. I hope they go to good homes. You can see one of them's um, lifts a leg and just pisses off in the corner and it's piss is acidic. So like there's just as the rock kind of gets eaten away and one of them's chewing on the other one's ear and then just does a little burp and some fire comes out. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Um, yes, okay, I... Hmm. And she looks up and says something to someone near her that neither of you understand, and they both kind of look at you and look at each other. She goes, well, I do hope you enjoy the tour, darling. Um, if you need anything translated, I would be happy to offer my services. It seems that you're not quite familiar with the, the local language. No, thank you so much. I do truly appreciate your help. Very well. You, you are more than welcome. And she oh. turns back and uh, begins, you know, wrestling her puppies. Yeah. <laughs> they seemed really nice. Very lovely. Still don't know how to get out of here, though. Yes, um, I'm sure we'll figure something out. We always tend to. Unless we could always go back and try the door again. I like that idea. If we can find it, but it it did disappear. This is also true. Perhaps we continue on the tour and see if we can at least spot this lord. We might be able to talk to them. I think so. Agreed. All right. So are you still continuing with the guided tour? Yeah. Yeah. So the tour itself, it seems to take you through like the, the main kind of interesting areas. So it takes you through that hallway that tells the story. Um, it leads you through some showroom kind of chambers, like a drawing room where there's uh, different skulls, different forms of artifacts and items you see a weapon that appears to be a void there's another one that looks like it's consistently dripping with blood um a shield that looks like it's made of fire just like a bunch of different really interesting looking magical items that are just kind of on display how well protected are these magical items most of them are encased in what looks to be like glass. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are kind of on the wall. And there are a few people here and there looking at them. Uh, roll a perception or investigation check for me. Uh, 21. You can see that there is what appears to be a small two daggers crossed and sort of hanging on a column that doesn't look like they're within eyesight of any of the other patrons or uh, servants of this area. I've got, like, the rogue finger twitch. (laughs) I'm like, Uh, (laughs) must take. This is why I love playing rogues, because I'm just like, yes, we'll steal. Um... Okay, I'm gonna sidle up to the to these daggers. Um, so they're just on the wall. 
Yeah, they're on like there's sort of columns that are spaced between each exhibit, mm. and they are well, not quite within your reach exactly, but they're not high up. They look like they're probably not as super important. Yeah, Scotty. Give me a boost. Okay, where am I boosting you to? Just, just up to those daggers. <laughs> just. It slowly picks Cordy up. Okay. <laughs> it's just like almost to the point where it's awkwardly slow. <laughs> um, what is, what's your strength, uh, mine, Kodak? Yeah. Mine is 14. Okay, yeah, you'll, you'll easily be able to pick Cordy up then. Yeah. Um, once at um, Dagger Heights, I'm going to glance around, make sure no one's looking, um, and then quickly take them and, like, slip them inside my clothes. Okay. Roll a sleight of hand check for me. Uh, 22. Yeah. You... So what happens is, as you're going to get them, Leonette, I don't know if you're oblivious to this, but you kind of just walk in between... Kodak and Gordy and the eyesight of the tour guide. And as you walk between Gordy, you quickly pocket these two daggers and they are now yours. And the stealing itch is temporarily scratched. Yes. Um, I will send those uh, details to you in a moment. Excellent. I'm like really excited about Kod- this being able to steal anything in ages. Kodak, after putting Gordy down, realizes the knives are now no longer on the wall. <laughs> okay, so what you just grabbed was two daggers of venom. Oh, I love these. I've had so them I before. Will... Yeah, I'll drop these in chat for you. A link to them for magic items. Thank you. So you now have two. Excellent. Oh, yay. <laughs> this is going to come back to bite me in the ass later, but I'm really happy at the moment. <laughs> All right, what is everyone else doing? Pretending to blend in. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, realistically, I'm well aware. I'm well aware of the fact that blending in is not exactly much of an option for Lanette, so I'm just going to try and be as, I guess, neutral as possible, not doing anything that could rock any particular boats. Okay. Easy done. So there's there's nothing else you wanted to explicitly investigate while you were here? You're just following with the, the guided tour? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So it, in all, it lasts about an hour. Um, after about 45 minutes, you can hear uh, Cogram starting to grumble under his breath in Dwarven, like, my feet are hurting, it's so hot under here, you know, I'm not built <laughs> for this kind of thing, why are we still here, don't we have a job to do, blah, 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 uh, just generally being persnickety and grumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually you are brought back out into the main hallway, Um that leads up to that big, it's this big door. And you can see now that there are some tables set up with like different kinds of food and drink. 
and the elven woman you were speaking to before she leans down to you and goes um yes so the the tour is over and you're more than welcome to help yourself to any sort of sweet treats or drinks that you like um I think that's all he really said. But I understand that uh, if you were interested in speaking to the Lord, you would have to uh, wait in line or go through those big doors at the front. Yes, I get that. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to start eyeing off the sweet treats. (laughs) Weird question. Are there, like, any souvenir stands or anything like that. Uh, it looks like there may be a couple, but not in the hallway. They are sort of outside near where the brochure stand was. Uh, okay. I'll be, I'll be back. Kodak on souvenirs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I'll just kind of eye off where the closest one is at the moment and I'll make a note to come back and get souvenirs. Yeah. There's a couple, like one, just two, just inside the doorway. Um, and then more sort of outside. Okay. I would love to get a shirt that just says, um, I went to hell and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. There's definitely (laughs) one, but it's, but it's also written in Infernal. It's okay. I can <laughs> I can read the shirts. I just can't understand the language. <laughs> um, actually, I I might go and just randomly buy a heap of souvenirs now. Okay, I will <laughs> let you know what souvenirs you get. I'll I'll pull up a table. <laughs> Definitely not how I thought this session would go, but I am enjoying it. <laughs> Just glad I got some fever in. So, Kodak, how many uh, souvenirs are you getting? How much will 100 gold get me? <laughs> oh, All God. of them. Um, <laughs> a lot. I'm just going to get a, like, almost one of everything, but, like, we'll get a few. Okay, so you, you managed to get four T-shirts, like, one for you, one for Gordy, one for Leonard. Um, one for Cogram, one for anyone else you want to get one for. Um, I'm getting a heap of random stuff when we get back. (laughs) You also notice there are a couple of toy, like, pitchforks, um, toy blades that look like they're shaped after the one that Asmodeus wielded. Uh, Some, like... (laughs) But like general knick-knacky sort of things. Like there's definitely a pot snow with feet globes. that just walks around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except the, these aren't snow globes. They're more like uh, soot globes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Fantastic. I'm just going to load them all into a backpack and just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. You have a lot of shit. <laughs> Dropped a very heavy bag of gold on that. And I just kind of wave and leave with a big bag of stuff. You can hear it jangling on the way back. Yeah. Cogram just looks at you and goes, 
Really? No one's going to believe I was here. No one's going to believe I was here. This is proof. And I just hand him a shirt. I'm imagining (laughs) that all the shirts are the same size. So, like, um, Leo puts it on and it's super tight and Gordy puts it on and it's like a dress. (laughs) Gordy accidentally puts on the one that was meant for laying out. Yeah. (laughs) Just disappears. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's sort of like sweet treats, like sandwiches, um, sweet rolls, cakes, teas, weird fizzy bubbling looking drinks that you've got no idea what they do. Um, it's kind of interesting snacks in place. And a few other people are starting to gather near the big set of doors that lead to the throne room. I would like to sample one of the danger drinks. Okay. <laughs> roll a constitution saving roll. So, I will get you to roll a d20 for me. 13? Mm-hmm. Um, hang on, I did maths wrong. Um, so, what you drink is what looks like this deep black potion that's kind of swirling and there's flecks of bright green and you drink it and it tastes disgusting this is where like we're drinking this is where laying it this is where laying it turns into gordon ramsay <laughs> it tastes like rotting apples um oh so like someone's trying to Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, so like someone's tried to make cider and it's gone terribly wrong somewhere. Yeah, kind of. Uh, For the next one day, you have immunity to all negative effects that would happen from you consuming something. Oh, nice. (laughs) I'd take like a big sip of it and I wouldn't want to be rude. I'd just kind of be like, hmm. (laughs) <laughs> like, kind of screw my face yeah. up trying not to show that I don't like it and then just dip it into a pop lip. Leonette wants some Sips of this. it in someone's pocket. Yeah. <laughs> just watch <laughs> Wait, did you say pot plant or pocket? I pocket. said pot plant, but yeah. then Billy said pocket. I thought you said pot plant, because that's like from Empress New Groove. Yeah. Yep. I just love laying it. It looks realizes that it gave you a positive effect, and he's like, "Oh, sweet! I want some of that." Downs it in one, and it's just a horrifying few seconds of silence, and then he projectile vomits it everywhere. Oh. Are you? I like. Do you want one? Like you, you can pick one up if you want. I know better. I think I'll pass. Okay. You see, Kodak like back with the souvenirs, just filling it with lollies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cogram um, grabs one that looks like just a regular glass of beer, and he <laughs> drinks it, and he kind of smacks his lips and goes, hmm, not bad, actually. Go ahead, drink the potion. <laughs> <laughs> drink it, see what happens. <laughs> Anyone else going to spin the Wheel of Fortune, or are you moving on? Oh, Flip it. It'll be a bit of fun. Let's have a bit of fun. I'll pick one up. Okay. 
Um, because I realized I mistakenly did the D20, roll a D100 for me instead. Okay. The last time I rolled a D100, it didn't work out so well, so I'm a little bit nervous. That's fine. No, I meant to roll a... <laughs> okay, so fun fact. For some reason, my app has a feature where some you can actually... You can, like, roll it up to... Um, you can roll it up to 99 times. Like, oh, my rather, God. Don't, so, don't, don't do that. No, just because... Because <laughs> like, if, if you've got to, for example, roll a 68 for damage, you, rather than pressing it six times, you can put it in and it rolls it all at once. Oh, and yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think, the, I think the app slightly got stuck because you said roll a D100, and somehow, and I'm not making this up, I got 4,700. Uh, the app's doing its best, but its best is not great. How many times did you roll it? Just once. That's the thing. Are you sure it was a D100? And not a D1000? Yeah, and then it goes up to 100. How many okay, zeros are in the number? <laughs> do you want to roll it again just to make sure you get Holy one? Shit. That, Or do you want me to do 47? And look, no, look. Oh, turn the camera off. You can't see it. I literally got 97. 97, okay. That fits in 100. <laughs> now I'm really nervous because Ash is going to be like, congratulations, you had to get 96 or below to not die instantly. <laughs> no, Turns no, no. into a um, pot plant. <laughs> you drink this potion and it looks kind of like a thick, maybe like a Bloody Mary, um, but when you drink it, it is hot and you start to sweat and you feel really, really hot as if you have just eaten eaten a California Reaper. Oh, God. Um, and it feels like your blood is beginning to boiling and you just get really flushed in the face. Um, for the next six hours, you are now resistant to fire damage. Well, that's useful in hell. When you are hit by an, an attack, every creature within five feet of you must make a dexterity saving throw or take fire damage. Okay, that's like really uh, advantageous. How, how do you feel, Leo? Oh, hot. Did it taste nice at least? Kind of. I want to take another one. Okay, I'll go get us some. <laughs> and I'll grab him one and myself one. Round two. All right. okay. I, I wasn't paying attention to which one he grabbed it from, so I'm just grabbing two random drinks. <laughs> just... Are we allowed, are we allowed okay. to have a second round, Ash? You can have a second round if you want. Because I've got, I've got. That's really handy. Fire damage resistant in hell, and anything that comes within five feet of me has to roll a dex saving throw. That is super advantageous. No, no, only when you hit on attack. Yes. Cheers, Leo. If you're within, if you're within five feet of him and he gets hit by an attack, you have to roll a dex saving throw. Thanks, I have Leo. to roll, or he has to roll. No, no, no. The person within five feet of you has to roll if they hit me with an attack. No, and, okay. You are within five feet of anyone. Right. Someone hits you with an attack. Doesn't matter who it is. Anyone within melee range of you needs to roll oh. a dexterity saving throw or take fire damage. Right, okay. I thought it was Ally the... enemy doesn't matter. I thought it was like any time I come within five feet of someone they take fire damage. No. It was gonna be like sweet. No. Lord Titavius, you have to do what we say or I'll teabag you. Oh my god. You also realize you're you're in hell. Most things are immune to fire damage. Oh shit, so they are. Um <laughs> Cheers, Leo. Cheers, Kodak. Down the hatch. Okay, then... both of you roll a D one hundred. Here's to us two wear true blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh how oh. 
What? <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, okay, so I rolled a 97 last time and you managed to get a two out of a D100. Yeah, I did. It was beautiful. Okay, I got a 65. Okay, okay. Um, This is bad. Yeah, this is not good. One of us just turned into Kodak. a pot plant. <laughs> uh, Kodak, do you, do you want to roll into another D100 for me? Oh, I don't like where this is going. None of us do. 58. You are polymorphed into an Azer. An Azer? I don't know what it is. I'm Googling it. Me too. What was the Has first spell? D- what was the first D100 for for Billy? The the potion. Oh, and the potion was a potion of randomized polymorph. <laughs> That's dope, though. Google Azer. It is. You're like a, a fire dwarf. dwarf. Yeah. Fire dwarf for 24 hours. Oh. Oh, hang on. Wait, this ain't so good. Um, any creature within reach of an Azer is injured by intense heat. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, no, the um, stats I'm looking at, it's if it touches you or you get hit with a melee attack. Oh, okay. So, cool. oh, Billy, oh, roll, Billy, rolling a two, <clears throat> Billy rolling a two is what gave him the polymorph potion and then what, rolling the second D100 was what he polymorphed into. Yes. Oh, on come the plus on. side, at least it was something sentient. Have you found like a website, Ash, where you can just sort of it, we can plug in and it will spit at it? Because I was going to say, you could like it could yeah. have been something funny. It could have been something. It could have been like a slug. It could have been a chair. It could have been anything non-sentient. And then we would have had to carry him around with us. Yes. <laughs> um, what, what number did you roll, by the way? Uh, 65. A 65? Yes. Um, okay, that's that's the same as um, M. Uh, oh, can I roll drink, again then? Because that's boring. <laughs> no, but I rolled sure. the twenty. Yeah, but I then did like. So you rolled a thirteen mm. on the D twenty, and then I did like five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Oh, okay, kind of yeah, thing. that makes sense. Yeah, that's why I was like, hang on, that was a bad idea. Let me just do the goddamn... We've already got one um, person here with that potion effect. Let's do it. I'll do another one, because that's boring. Yee! Okay, fine. Thank you. <laughs> ah, that makes me very happy. Dead set on 50. Nice. Oh, you is. are now set on fire. Oh! That's hilarious. <laughs> it's all fun and games. You could have been resistant to fire, but now you are fire. He is still resistant to fire damage for the next six hours. Um, oh, so no, so no, no. you take you take two fire damage. Hang on, how can I take fire damage when I'm resistant to fire? Because resistance only mean. halves the amount of damage you take. So wait, am I just on fire like for the next few hours or? For the next one hour, you're on fire. Oh god, my beard is gonna burn off. <laughs> oh no. What a time to be alive. If I may power- this will help you to blend in. If I may paraphrase Gimli, not the beard! 
There's always stop, drop, and roll. Oh, I thought it was like magic fire. <laughs> stop, drop, and roll no. through a fire pit. Ah! <laughs> oh, so it's not like eternal fire that's just cursed to stay on me. No. Okay, no, shit. No. I will then stop, drop, and roll all over the floor like a big knob. Okay. You only, yeah, you only take the, the two fire damage. And, all right. Well, that's mm-hmm. the first damage I've taken mm-hmm. all session, mm-hmm. which, to be honest, I think is a record for me. Yeah. Probably. Something like that. Cogram's just like, you guys need to stop drinking this shit. Do you want a drink? Sorry, what was that? Round three? Don't mind. (laughs) Let's just stop while Leo's still alive. (laughs) Leo and Kodak are double fisting, just chugging them back. Sorry, excuse me? (laughs) We have a drink in each hand. I do have a question, though. Yes. So, do I get all the extra stuff for the Acer. You currently have its stats, hit points, armor, oh. um, its immunities and conditions. Nice. Pretty much everything except your actions. You don't have the Warhammer, you just have your weapons. That is very fair. Do I still have Wild Shape? No, I, I wouldn't. About to would ask I? the same thing. No, you would, because your class doesn't change. Okay, cool. Now we can get back into it. My questions are satisfied. <laughs> yeah, your your physical body has just changed to that of an Azor, so you have its physical properties. Everything else is still yours. Noise. It's pretty dope. Yeah, although the... Your AC would still be 16 because you've got Robe of the Bear Lord. Yep. Shall we get right. in line to the other part? Of the castle now? Go and see this lord. Sounds like a plan. I agree. I will toddle over and get into line. To go through the double okay. the big doors. There's not really a big line. There's just the, the two sentinels, like the guards, standing there in front of the doors. And they look at your group and go, Business. Yes. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. State your business. <laughs> they just kill us immediately. <laughs> um, we're believe it or not lost. We we just wish for an audience at you. with the Lord. <laughs> one of them looks at the other one and like you get the feeling that they're like are these guys just stupid yes 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 we are <laughs> why do you want to see the lord state your business we are the slovene <laughs> we are lost and seek his guidance very well. Good enough. And they push the doors open. <laughs> you see him look to the other one, just shrugs and opens the door. <laughs> Essentially, <our> yeah. <laughs> They're afraid of the average IQ in the room dropping any further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing our best, but our best ain't great. Yeah. <laughs> We're just trying. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll walk through the doors. Yeah. So this throne room is huge. And you can see the back of it is a massive window that looks down onto the lake of fire and lava below. And it's all got this, like, moody atmosphere of fire and flames and there's a candelabra that looks like it's made out of bones and sitting in this massive throne is Lord Titavilus, who is a young-ish looking man. Um, he's got no hair, he's got two little horns, big wings, kind of almost revealing clothing. And you can see that he has the legs of a satyr, so like a goat leg. <laughs> and at his side is a huge silver sword. So you've just described and... my dream man. Sure. Is it... And as he has his <laughs> own place, like <laughs> it's a pretty good place too. He's a lord. Exactly. Overlooks a lake of fire, like. Aren't I technically also a lord? <laughs> yeah, technically. Yeah. I just don't have a house. I live in the woods. They're Same age. Different. Same income. Different feudal system. Different. <laughs> <laughs> and as you enter into this room and approach, you can just sort of see his lips moving. And then you hear his voice from the middle of your group. And he says, Ah, visitors. You've traveled far. How may I serve you? Um, we accidentally stumbled through a door. Do you know how there we can leave? Many there are many doors here. <laughs> many Kodak ways kind of looks to... back to the one we just come through. <laughs> Kodak's like, I'll show you what it looks like and just draws a rectangle. <laughs> just a square in the dirt. <laughs> Minor illusion just makes big square. <laughs> many ways to enter and leave. Where is it you came from? Far, far away. <laughs> For context, you came from Aidnos, not Athfar. But, Sorry, my yeah. bad. <laughs> we get sent to the wrong place. Where are we? <laughs> Diagon Alley. <laughs> what did he say? Yeah. I think he said Diagon Alley. <laughs> I can help you return to where you need to go. But there is a price, as there always is. What is the price? What is it that you can do for me? What would make you want it, us to do for you? Make it worth my while. Desire <laughs> from us. We do not have gold or riches. I can do magic tricks and you see a couple flashes of <laughs> using control fire. Just... <laughs> That's about all I can do. 
I can do magic as well. I'm not interested in magical means or payment. I would prefer something of a more personal nature. What do you have in mind? I'm sorry, but Leo's a man of the cloth. He... <laughs> ah. Oh, shit. I oh, see. Yeah. <laughs> just well like, done, Kodak. I'll just, like, I'll just, like, step on Kodak's foot subtly. Oh, Breaks every man. bone in it. <laughs> yeah. A man of the cloth, you say? No. And yet you're down here. Did I say that uh, out loud? Roll, roll deception on that, Leo. Leo. <laughs> you, you said a 16 deception? Yes. All right, we'll say that you're not a man of the cloth then. You you want to go home. Is that it? Yes. Please. Yes. Ooh, yeah. It more or less, yes, please. I want something worth my time. You have on your person... Oh, shit. ...an item of great interest to me. Oh. But he's just, like, shifts the daggers deeper into a... <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, Ewan would not be the first... Hypothetically speaking, would not be the first man of the cloth to make a deal with my kind. Indeed, I believe your patron saint forged a deal. Hmm. Did he just? She did. And like Leonette's Leonette's eyes just sort of snap with realization. Don't tell me you don't know. Oh, there is someone I'm going to be having a chat with when I get back. He also did tell you that she create that she made a deal. No, that is true. I can't be too cranky with him. Just didn't tell you the specifics. No, bastard. <laughs> you think you know a guy. <laughs> you know? So I take it you don't know the truth. Clearly not. See Kodak just slowly pulling the lollies out. Yeah, the crinkling. It is just... <laughs> <laughs> just seeing one while they're talking. Fascinating. Hmm. Would you disclose what the truth is? That depends. Are you willing to accept it? I have no problem with it. I am curious, and I will accept most to anything when I'm curious. If it is indeed the truth. You have my word, I will not lie. My word is my bond. All right, let's hear it, and then we can discuss deals. You're saying we have a bond? Perhaps. If you're curious. But your Queen Adrea, as she was. Mm-hmm. Well, her power did not come from the source that yours does. Oh. It came from here, from us. 
Why do you think we left? It wasn't because we gave up or because she pushed us back. It was because she made a deal. And what were her terms? We leave her people alone. We leave her lands alone. And in exchange, all those who follow, when they die, their souls go to us. Like, laying it to... Laying it, all it's going through laying its mind at the moment. It's just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So you see, she wasn't as holy as you like to believe. She was a fraudster. A charlatan. doesn't it? A con woman. I, I, Jezebel. Your entire religion was founded on a lie. Aren't most? Most religions are, my friend. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, realistically, in D&D, no, you actively see and engage with the gods. But I am not a true believer. Where, do I, where, does, my, where does my power come from? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I suppose I did tell you that I would tell you the truth. See, belief is a very funny thing. Sometimes when enough people believe, things can happen. Then you wonder why we're returning to your lands. We didn't break the deal. We simply found a loophole. Ah. What is that loophole? I think it's more interesting if you find that out yourself. You haven't answered my question, though. How do I... How am I able to access this power when I am not a true believer? But you are, because your power comes from somewhere. And like I said, belief is a funny thing. Maybe those who believed created their own god. Who am I to say? In which case, and if that happens then you, that's the loophole, isn't it? Perhaps. Because we don't, because those like me, we have strayed from what Queen Andrea began with. And I say Queen Andrea with a measure of disgust in my voice. We strayed so far from what we believe in that we're no longer beholden to her original deal. And that's why you can come back I would give you a prize, but I feel like it would be disingenuous. But that means my soul is not beholden to you when I die. No. No, it is not. If you have a loophole, then so do I. Yes, but it this doesn't bother all... me whether or not this doesn't bother all... me whether you come here or not. This is all fascinating, but I do have a question. What's Very the well. significance of this? And I pull out one of the cultist masks that I have. Do these guys come to you when they die? Probably. I literally thought... Like for I said, minute... I don't gain power from it. Oh, because we might have sent a few your way. Billy, for a second, I thought that you were going to pull out one of the orbs and I was dead set going to knock you out. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're the one who has the orb. Yeah. <laughs> Kodak can't be trusted with the orbs. No, we to the cleric. Yes. <laughs> um... Holy shillelagh. Okay. Here's the thing. Those who die, their souls go to Asmodeus. 
and he becomes more powerful when they believe in him. And imagine that little cult of yours with their masks and their wily words. Oh, they're not one, they're much villains. one for words. At least not whenever we've met them. It's normally, ah, bear! And that's where it would end. <laughs> well, I suppose we just, just haven't met the right ones yet. Can we just say for that glorious line, ah, bear! See, here's the thing. As Medeus gains power from souls that come to him, but us little guys, our power comes from the deals that we make. We gain nothing from him. So to be honest, I don't care where your soul goes after you die. Well, that's a relief that my soul is not beholden to a deal that I had no part in making. No. But the thing is, there is now something that you want that I can give. And you want my soul. You've got two choices here. A soul. Or you give me the orb. Oh, son of a bitch. Do you just want his soul or any soul? I can't take the smelly man's soul. It's already belongs to someone else. The smelly oh, man. I look at Cogren. <laughs> hey, he's not talking about me. <laughs> just looks up at you like, are you serious? Everyone's looking at Kodak and Kodak's just like side-eyeing Cogren. <laughs> Yeah. So you can't take his soul, but what about mine? Gordy. I don't care whose soul it is. As long as it's someone's. Mine. Oh, Grin, you're up. Hey, I'm not... No, I'm not making any deals with this guy. You want to do this, it's on you. I don't have a soul to give, otherwise I would. At Did least not deal? for seven months. Seven years, six months, and two days. So the deal is a soul for safe passage back home for all of us. Yes. I'll put my hand out to, like, shake his. Are you sure? Gordy? I'm sure. Fenelon will never forgive me. He doesn't need to know. Exactly. Plus, he never will know unless his deal happens. And as you hold out your hand, Gordy, the room begins to shrink for you and only for you as you are pulled towards Titovilus and he holds out his hand and waits for you to take it. I will take it and grasp it firmly, making like direct eye contact. I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm not actually going to do it because I don't want to deafen you all. But Leonette just sort of gives a deafening roar of no. Yeah. And as you grasp Titovilus's hand, you are. Your hands are in like covered in hellfire, and for a second, there's these glowing runes in Infernal that appear around your wrist. Similar to the mark of ownership that was on the bald elf's um, head. And they flare up bright with fire, and then they disappear into very faint burn scars around your wrists. 
It just reads, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Bike! (laughs) One soul for safe passage back to Aidnos. We have a deal. Excellent. And I think we will leave that there for tonight. No! No, that wasn't. Sorry, okay. that 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 wasn't to you. That was Leonard just again, just roaring in. Yeah. Nah, so, that's not good. Despair. So all warlock party. <laughs> um, that honestly, that's up to M. It's not necessary. It is not a warlock pact because the warlock pact is I give you my soul in exchange for power. This was, I give you my soul in exchange for, um, safe passage. Zander. Yeah, that. Yeah, agreed. Yep. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll pick up from here next next week. I am Ben, otherwise known as Leonet Lawkeeper. I'm Emily, and I played Gordy. I'm Billy, and I play Kodak. I'm Ash, and I've been your Dungeon Master, and I hope you all have a wonderful night.